Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. Adolf, albino cave dweller, baby arm, baby maker, baloney pony, fun stick, groin, heat-seeking moisture missile, hog, hose, jackhammer, Jimmy, John, John Thomas, Johnson, joystick, junk, kickstand, mayo shooting hot dog gun, meat constrictor, Meat injection, meat popsicle, meat stick, meat thermometer, member, meter long chain, Kong dong, microphone, middle stump. Okay, Claire, no, stop, stop. I don't know what you're doing, but I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> but Neil, these are all words for something you are intimately familiar with. Oh, God. <laughs> Dreadful. Just dreadful. Let's do a podcast, please. Uh, are you are you sure? There's one more and it's long and it's amazing. Okay, fine. What is it? Moisture and heat seeking venomous throbbing python of love. <laughs> I quit. I I I'm done. I yeah. no. Well, enjoy. So I don't know if you call your peanuts any of these things, but No. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, that's your podcast. And I'm Claire. And I don't want to be here. No! (laughs) And this is FMK Lit. Where we normally read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then play Fuck Mary Kill with the characters. Normally. Normally. But these are not normal times. No. And we are not normal people. And this is not a normal episode. No, this is a quickie. A Quarren quickie. Quarren quickie. quickie. Uh, It it wasn't funny last time. It's not funny this time. No, no, I guess not. (laughs) Quarantine has never been funny. No, no, except for some of the some of the twitters. Some of the twitters have been pretty funny. Um, The uh, the quarantine drag balls that people have been doing on TikTok. Those have been funny. So much fun. So much fun. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, there was also a really good one. Um, uh, a bunch of Hollywood actresses got together. And, you know, I've been seeing the, uh, the ones where people will like, go have their camera and then they'll put like a brush up to it, like a makeup brush. And then when they pull the makeup brush away, they're like all made up and they look mm-hmm. great. And then they throw the brush to somebody else and someone catches it and they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Super cute this one it was a bunch of hollywood actresses and they were punching the camera and so they were all doing these fight moves mm-hmm. like so it was like this big fight choreography thing it was great it was super great i loved it yeah there's one with a bunch of stunt doubles or stunt people doing that and there was there was one <laughs> this guy was in his backyard and he like reacted to being punched he picked up his like 2 year old daughter by the waist and swung her so that her legs hit the camera <laughs> And you hear her go, ah! <laughs> It was really funny. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's been good. Great. So today, I have an article, a quarantine or a COVID-related article to discuss. 
What do you have for us, Claire? Oh, today I want to talk about sex scenes. I want to talk about how to write them. And there is something for which you can read if you want to, which is written by somebody who's very famous for writing sex scenes. And it is going to be nutso. So I'm so excited. So get into that. Good. So with all, all the time that everyone has, we can all write sex scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. But first. But first. Claya. Yes, Neil. What's got you hot and bothered? Sex. Okay. <laughs> I don't know her. Um, well, um, I've been told that people have sex for lots of different reasons. And one of them is it's sometimes to make babies. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told people have sex for different reasons. I only have sex for one reason. Exercise. (laughs) I only have sex for one reason. Boredom. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, anyway. um, Anyway. My husband and I have been engaging in the baby-making kind of sex for... A long time, but this the past two months we've been really kind of giving it our all, and um, so friends of mine, yeah. Well, we've got time, so let's we'll just <laughs> do this thing. Christine <laughs> just gave a little thumbs up on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm not going to get into that part, of course. Uh, a friend of mine asked, like, "Oh, how is that going?" <laughs> Such a weird question. How is yeah. that going? Well, it's very stressful. I mean, the sex part is fine. <laughs> it's, it's good. We're enjoying that part. But, like, everything around it is very stressful. So it's like being in high school again. Uh, I mean, I didn't have sex in high school, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, just imagine you in high school having sex. And just, like, that the, the actual sex was good. But then everything around that. I just can't imagine the sex in high school being good. I'm trying really hard. Well, you're... <laughs> We grew Mostly up not it just having... seems like fumbling and like, how's this? How's this? How's this? I'm going to tell you it's fine because I don't know if it's supposed to be fine or not. And I'm just going to freak out for a little bit in the backseat while you have your hand down my pants. Okay, this. Wait, wait. It's actually good now. Oh, you stopped the thing that was good. So I guess we'll just. Well, see. We... <laughs> That's we... what it seems like. It was like, oh, I'm going to take out my penis now and put it inside you. And me think to myself, you smell bad. I don't know what your penis must be like down there but i guess this is happening oh, <laughs> that's what well, i imagine all of high school sex is like we we didn't we grew up not having ready access to porn so our bar was so low so it's fine <laughs> also the hormones the hormones yeah yeah no. anyway you've been banging a lot Yes, um, not has come of it yet, except banging mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and Which, that, hey. I mean, it's that, that again, I, that part's good. I'm not going to knock that part. <laughs> um, it does like change the way, like, like sex, like, is in my mind now. Like, there's, it's just a lot of like, okay, I want it to work this time. Like, but like, 
it is working. It's doing the thing. Sex is the thing. Like the sex is happening and it's great. It's good. But then it, like, but it also isn't doing the thing that everybody my entire life has always told me that sex is supposed to do, which is make a baby. Or will and, do the very first do. time always. Oh my God. But this brings me back to sex in high school, actually, because if I knew it was this hard to get pregnant, I 100% would have been having a lot more sex way <laughs> earlier on. <laughs> I also was worried about getting pregnant in high school, so I didn't have <laughs> That's true. I didn't have a lot of sex in high school, but I had some sex in high school. Yeah, I mean, I mean, friends and people who had sex in high school, but like, I just wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way it goes. But anyway, so we're having a lot of sex and I'm thinking about sex a lot, but also like there's all these other new rituals involved in it. Just peeing on lots of sticks and getting up at a certain time and like checking one's temperature all the time. And um, always thinking like, okay, is today the day or is today too early or should we save it? What? Okay. But no, we should just have a lot of sex right now. And then like no sex now and now sex. And it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about and it's strange and very stressful. And then it's always like, okay, I think it happened. I think it happened. And then you wait a long time for like the period to show up and then the period shows up and you're like, Oh, okay. Depressed didn't happen. Thing didn't happen. But then it's like, it's fine. We could just do more of the same. And then it just, it's, it's a very interesting, strange situation that, like I'm finding myself in and, and then of course the overwhelming thing on top of it is like, Oh, trying to have a baby during uh, the worst pandemic in modern history. (laughs) It's like, is that a good plan? Anyway. (laughs) So that's where we are. Stopping. um, What's his face from the one direction. The One Direction. What's his face from the One Direction is having babies? Yeah. Lots of babies during the COVID? No, he, like, his wife just got pregnant for the first time. Oh. Zane. Zane. Z- Z- <laughs> We're on Zoom, obviously, and Christine, like, in the chat is like, Zane, Z-A-Y-N? Z-A-N-E. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm Zane. Anyway, that's my hot bother. That's all I'm thinking. That's like, honestly, I'm thinking about that a lot. And so it's on my head. It's in my mind a lot. Okay. What about you? What's got you I'm also thinking about sex a lot, but for a different reason. Um, so something that has got me hot and bothered that's also sex related. Okay. 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 The apps. We, we, we know. We know it's garbage. I detest when okay so you you of course you see someone's picture there's usually the thing that's kind of like poking someone it's called the wolf or or growl or whatever depending on the app and then you start to chatting and then it's like oh okay yeah this is kind of going somewhere and then of course the next step is like oh let's see if we are potentially sexually compatible so you have a conversation about like the things that you like to do sexually so of course that that conversation usually starts so what are you into? And then someone's like, oh, I'm into these things. What about you? And the other person's like, oh, I'm into these things, open to these things, not into these, you know, and you sort of like talk through that. 
and it's fine. Um, so I've decided that I, if, if the following interaction happens, that I'm just going to check out until a guy proves that he's worth pursuing. So I'm like, hey, what are you into? Bottom. Uh, that's it? That's, that's, uh, uh, I need more than, I need more than that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Because two things. One, if you're like into like, you know, like really quick uh, anonymous getting get out and like that's your kink, like say that because that's still more interesting. <laughs> Whereas if someone's like bottom or just like top or I was talking to this other guy the other day. I was like, what are you into? And it's like, oh, I like to have fun. What does that mean? Uh, that means nothing. That tells me nothing. What am I supposed to do with this? It's so, like the time to be most clear. I know. And like, it's a gay hookup app. Like, you could honestly be like, oh, hey, I really love getting slapped across the face while a guy's fisting me. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Good for you. Like, hey, this is a safe space. This is the time to share that and like, go forth and find it. But just to be like, bottom i'm like girl nope nope no 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 nope. i also feel like i'm not getting a lot of information out of it it's like do you so you enjoy being a bottom but what kind of bottom like what is wait or are you telling the other person you're into bottoms like, exactly like exactly i need a full sentence and make it right. a sexy sentence right like, and even- nothing about just saying bottom sounds sexy <laughs> bottom <laughs> or- up well okay so here what are you into meat stick meat stick um and so i've even had guys be like oh you know the usual stuff i'm pretty vanilla and i'm like more of a top and i'm like okay sure so that includes like your basics you're making out your oral and he prefers top sure great fine just be like bottom or just like top so here's what i've deduced one anyone who just says a one word answer like who just gives their position is a very boring as an individual and b if they just say bottom they're a pillow princess and if they just say top they're a selfish top and i want nothing to do with any of it well right they're giving you exactly as much information as you need yeah well this is something this is something that i've had to come to like a mm-hmm. realization i've had to make and i'm sharing it with the children's mm-hmm. just because everyone deserves better Mm-hmm. Not everyone. So, so People one, who listen to our podcast deserve better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so one, if you are the type of person who only writes one word answers, now you know to do more. Two, mm-hmm. if you respond to one word answers, you are part of the problem. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Unless unless you're, you have a very specific kink that can be described in one word, and that's the only thing you want to do. If, if, you know, if it's like, oh, what are you into? And they're like, role-playing. Oh, like, yeah. okay, I'm going to need a little more information, but, like, that gives me a good indication. Like, that's a good jumping-off point of whether or not we might be sexually compatible. Great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I feel informed. And that, that gives me enough information to decide whether or not I want to dive deeper, so to speak. It also makes I wish me I had want... said fisting so that the dive deeper would have been a good punchline. <laughs> it honestly also makes me want to just say weird words. So ask me what I'm into. <laughs> What are you into, Claire? Murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> that Ew. sounds like 
um, a sports team on a really bizarre TV show. Like, it's always sunny, but mm-hmm. set not in Philadelphia, and their favorite team is the Murder Hornets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neil, what are you into? Uh, Seal Bananas. Nice, nice. Well, uh, but let's uh, talk about the things we came to talk about. Let's talk about some sex and stuff. Sex and stuff. That was sexy, Claire. Thanks. (laughs) Claire, ask me what I'm into. What are you into? Claire's singing weird phrases slightly off key. Oh, I don't sing on key. That's delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Keys. All right. So, um, so Neil, you and I have both brought things today to share. It's like show and tell. Show and tell, except it's not show. It's just tell. Because <laughs> so that is, makes us bad writers. It's 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 a medium, uh, Neil. It's a, it's 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 a it's a sound medium. <laughs> anyway, so a friend of mine sent this to me on Twitter, and it is great. Do you know? Oh, I'm going to say her name wrong. Do you know who uh, Diana Gab Gabaldon is? Mm-mm. She wrote the series. Um, uh, she wrote the series, the Outlander series, like that's oh, on okay. TV now. And it's also mm-hmm, got like mm-hmm. books and books and books and books. And they're all very big, long books, books and, and books and books, books and books and books. And it's, uh, the time travel romance series. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, so she's, she's a big deal, but this, these books have been around since the eighties. So it's mm-hmm. not like new. And when she was, uh, at the top of her game, she wrote a book called, I give you my body. How oh. I write sex scenes. You can get this book on Amazon, um, and it's only 118 pages. So feel free to enjoy. But on Twitter, somebody went through and was like, "I'm going to share some screenshots from this." And that is actually where I got the list at the top, which is a list of, of course, euphemisms for the male sex organ. It was horrible, um, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, who would actually use any of these? Like, this is not great. Um, and so for the most part, like this is, and I've uh, shared it on our Twitter, so you can find it by searching uh, through us, but um, Beth <laughs> at Fierce Wee Badger <laughs> tweeted this out and she's like, and it's, oh my gosh, it's so much fun and it's a delightful little thing to read. Um, also very much it captures its time. So here's a quote from the book. Sexual encounters can be occasionally impersonal, but unless that's the deliberate effect you're striving for, and you might be under some circumstances, though, I certainly hope that neither you nor your characters are in the habit of picking up strangers in bars and going to bed with them. Excuse me. Judgy McJudgerson. Okay, we want to talk about Judgy McJudgerson. That's the longest aside I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) so here's i'm gonna interrupt the middle of my sentence to give you six more sentences all right all right i'm sure she has i mean i hope that she has um changed her views on that anyway keep going um i don't know if she has changed her views Mm. um here's another quote that's particularly amazing 
No, I don't mean piercings. If that's what floats your boat, go right ahead. Just don't expect me to look. No, here I refer to jewelry worn in more orthodox positions, but shaped as reasonable parts of the parts in question. One feminist artist, whose name I have unfortunately forgotten, recently did a series of pendants in precious metals and enamel formed from the molds of different women's inner labia and clitorises. And while I appreciate the political purpose of the art, I find the items remarkably uninspiring, possibly because the genitalia in question resembled badly pressed flowers, or rather than something worn by a man or a woman, let's not be presumptuous here, um, might like to investigate further. I think the problem there might have been a lack of sense or dynamic function of the images. So here's the thing. Oh my God. How can you, as a woman, decide mm. to write Mm-mm-mm. sex books and, in essence, feel that the phallus is beautiful and lovely, sure, but the female genitalia is ugly and not worth talking about too much? And the and this goes into that in general, like just that it's not like that those that the female sex organs just aren't fun to write about and she doesn't like it and not only that she herself has no interest in writing about lesbians because she's not attracted to women at all and doesn't understand attraction as a woman she doesn't understand what makes a woman attractive and i'm like what how are you even writing from the male perspective then like that's what and so it just it does go on also because the main male character in her books, I think in book one is raped. So there's a rape scene where he himself is raped and she's had to defend this position for a long time. Um, but also there is a sense like that it had to happen. Like that the writer feels like, Oh no, I had to rape him. He had to be raped. But if you read the book, it is definitely like, it's not nice what's happening, but also it feels a little voyeuristic and it's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. It is very, very strange. Um, does it come up later in the books? Like, does it affect his character at all? Yeah. Yeah. It's important. It's, it's, it's about torture and it's about awful things in general, but like it is. Ooh. Oh, okay. So here's her quote about women. Um, Once when participating on a panel about how to write gay characters, everyone else on the panel was gay, as was most of the audience. I said, frankly, to the audience, I'm obviously not a gay man, but I do share with you guys a visceral appreciation of what makes men sexually attractive. Now, I honestly don't know what makes women sexually attractive. And for that reason, I don't normally write lesbian characters. I could find out and probably feel my way into such a character, but without a pressing need, I haven't gone there yet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then it does go on to talk a little bit about um, that, like, that not all rape is necessarily rape 
And that sometimes a lady will start liking it partway through. <laughs> oh, no. It's... <sighs> I just, like, I want to I wanna put my hands on either side of her face and just be like, who hurt you? Why? Yeah. why? Like, why do, you, why do you have to be an arm of the patriarchy? to perpetuate the patriarchy. Like, why have you done that to yourself? Uh, I just, uh, it's, it's an, so anyway, this was an inch. It made me kind of want to read the book itself to see what else she says and to kind of mm-hmm. go through it. And especially to put it through our very particular meat grinder, I will say in the <laughs> podcast and like, just tear this motherfucker apart. But um, anyway, it was highly entertaining to just read it on Twitter for free <laughs> and just like get yeah. the highlights of this. And also I've read those books and I don't particularly enjoy her sex scenes. Like I've one never really understood a book that uses crazy ass euphemisms uh, when you are just, you, you're publishing this like just on your own. It's fine. Like you can use the words. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, unless the euphemism adds some sort of, like, character to the person who's, like, narrating or Mm -hmm. makes it sexier or makes it more enjoyable or shows you the quality of the people who are having sex with each other. Like, if you're writing a character who cannot say the words and so will only use flower, that Mm -hmm. says a lot about the character. But if you, as the third person writer narrator of this, also can't use it, I don't know what is, like, I don't understand. And so a lot of, like, honestly, like, I find the intention of the story of um, Outlander really great. And it does mm-hmm. hit my particular, I want to read that. It's, but it's like writing, your thing. It's insane. It, yeah. No, but the writing, it just goes on and on forever. And I'm sorry for everybody who's obviously given money and loves these books. And I appreciate a lot that's happening with books that are fun. But, like, I've never enjoyed her sex scenes. I don't understand what's happening. Um, and... The, the writing just goes on and on and on forever. Like, it is insane. But anyway, Jeez. So that's what I brought. And you can read this on the Twitter if you want to read it on the Twitter. I'm going to say, I'm going to allege, because this allege. is completely unfounded in truth, um, that she's very much afraid that if she gets close enough to a vagina, she'll find out she likes it. <laughs> Um, or, or it just sounds like she has really terrible self-esteem. I mean, <laughs> like it's it's sad. I like, mean, I think like there is definitely is uh, there's definitely people who've been taught that the vagina is gross mm-hmm. and everything about it is gross. On the other hand, like I will say, Diana in her books writes a lot of scenes where a dude eats out a woman, and. Uh, she likes that well enough. So I mean, sure, but she does. How does she describe it? Oh, it's that's that's the one part I would say is pretty sexy. Like she doesn't. Okay, but I mean, like, if she does, she avoid talking about the vagina at all. Is it like are those? You know, I just... I don't have like the book here. I can't say. Like, Claire, I'm, I'm not. I know. Like I read it. I read the the first Outlander book once mostly like and i just i skimmed a lot of things and then i started the second one i was like oh no i don't care enough (laughs) okay well i'm glad that her her female characters are getting eaten out yeah they deserve that oh 
Yes. There was this really interesting video I saw a few years ago. I I'm sure it was just on YouTube. They found um, a group of women who had never seen their own vaginas before. And the reason most of the, they all had particular reasons and most of them were very sad and tragic. Um, So they set up a little, like a little booth that like was like shoulder, shoulder height. So Mm -hmm. they stepped into this little booth and they were handed a mirror. And like, we saw them, reacting to seeing their own vaginas for the first time and a lot of them were just like oh okay okay and one there was one woman who was who was just like oh yeah i'm gonna get it or something like that (laughs) like she saw what she looked like like her own genitals and was just like oh these are great i'm gonna go use these as soon as i leave this building (laughs) i'll also say as a woman with vagina um you have to try to look like you can't like it's not like you're um you're um, a guy and you're walking past me and you're like oh hello there oh, it is it's all out there no it's it's like but you have to walk past a mirror and then decide to do a stretching exercise <laughs> <laughs> like you have to be like okay so i've made a plan for the day and mm-hmm. in this part of the day it will be taking your hand mirror and just giving a little looky loo <laughs> Good. And I and I hope that everyone with a vagina does. Yeah. Yeah. I hi, hi, highly recommend. <laughs> Good. Neil. Uh, yes. And you. You have also I, brought something to tell. I also brought something. I stumbled upon an article that um the headline caught my attention. And it made me laugh. And then I read the article and then I had a lot of questions and then I felt very strong feelings about the person that it's about. So here we go. The headline of this article, which is from the Daily Star in the UK, is Coronavirus Lockdown Hitting Supplies of Chinese Sex Dolls as Factories Close. Huh. So, and then the, the byline is Jade Stanley, who runs doll rental business Sex Doll Official, says she has been struggling to obtain new stock after workers have been locked out of factories and virus hit China. Okay. So, let's break this down, shall we? Um, And this is, like, obviously this is true. I just didn't think about it, but, like, as factories in China are closing, fewer the goods are being sent into sent around the world. So this woman who has a sex doll company is like, she's not able to replenish her stock as readily. But the thing that got my attention, who runs a doll rental business. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was also what got my attention was, and, and Christine's cause Christine wrote in the chat. Yeah. Rental, rental question mark. Caps. Yes. So I read the article. Um, so <laughs> so the, the vagina part of the doll is removable. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, no, that makes sense. Right. So then you can, depending on what condition the doll comes back in, you might just have to like actually clean that part and just sort of wipe down everything else. Um, and just like, talking to because obviously the article brought it up they're like uh and the way she talks about it it's like oh no we we definitely make sure that it is you know like clean and sterile for the next person um 
but it's just like I, I, mm, okay, one, one, as someone who I don't think I would ever consider owning a sex doll. Um, but then to me, it's just like an extra step to rent one and then send it back and then just like order a different model. Do you get free shipping on like the return? I don't know. And imagine it has to be a very big box. Yeah. Yeah. And expensive. Like this is, I mean, and that may be part of it. Like you just, you know, and you also want like a new experience. You don't want to like, I mean, you know, if, if you can't like settle on like one type of doll. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to want to rent it, like send it back. Like what if your grandmother comes into town often and like you want to send it back. So it's like not hanging about. Although the cleaning thing too, like if you want somebody else to clean your doll, <laughs> yeah, I get, guess get anyone that's clean. Um, so they asked her. Um, this article asked her, like, "Oh, who's your clientele?" Um, and it says, "Mum of Ford Jade it says the service is popular with widowers and the socially awkward." That's in quotes. She says her main clients are quote people who buy these products are often people who can't or don't want to go out a lot. That's especially so with coronavirus. We're having an awful lot of phone calls. Um, And then apparently she can... um, Oh, uh, a significant part of her customer base is women and by curious men. And that her most popular product is a replica of the male porn star Johnny Sins. So that's not what I was expecting to be true, but okay. Um, And then in reading this article, this woman was, does it say she was working as something else entirely? And then like a couple years ago, she's like, I'm just going to start this business. And like, I'm so very proud of her for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Um, It doesn't say it does. I just can't find it. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm just like the the emotional roller coaster that I went on in this reading this article. It's just like rental. That's gross. Oh, I see. They're like built to be cleaned easily. That makes sense. Okay, okay. Oh, it's women and by men, by curious men. That's interesting. Okay, okay. Oh, like she started this business herself. Good for her. Good for <laughs> her. Um, but then reading this article also <laughs> let me do. <laughs> <laughs> there are a series of articles that have come out in the last uh, three years, all with titles similar to Body Found on the Side of the Road Actually Discarded Sex Doll. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's ha- the ones, the, all the ones that I have found were in the US and the UK. And I'm sure that's because Google's like, oh, you want things in English. Um, that there will be people driving along the side of the road or going for a hike or whatever, and they'll see what looks like a body, sometimes in a trash bag, left on the side of the road. (laughs) And they'll call the authorities, and it'll turn out, especially now that sex dolls are more and more lifelike. So then the cops will show up, and it'll just be a used sex doll. (laughs) Which then leads me to believe, surely when you purchase one, there has to be, like... Oh, when you're done, please send it to this place so it can be disposed of properly. Like, used sex dolls shouldn't be left on the side of the highway. That's no, not I green. Mean, honestly, this gets back to like, 
uh, when we're thinking about green and when we're thinking about like responsible consumer product use, like we really should be putting this on the uh, on the maker of the product and not the consumers. Like, why? Mm-hmm. like it should be the responsibility of a plastic bottle company to wonder what's happening with the plastic bottles next. Like, right? I mean, like with um, printer toner, this, they tell you yeah. like send it back here, please. And it's like great, thanks. Yes. Send oh. your sex dolls back. At least, like, I mean, it, oh, like, this just, like, all these people who are just, like, done with the sex doll. Maybe, what if, okay, but what if, Neil, what if this is also, like, part of, like, they got the sex doll because part of the fantasy was to kill a lady. And, oh. and so then they're pretending, and then they put her in a trash bag and throw her out the window to see what's that like. Oh. <laughs> I maybe. Maybe listen to too much true crime, but yeah. I, I am I was way happier more... with them doing that with a sex doll than with the person. I was thinking more on the on the long, along the lines of, oh, it's broken, it's not working anymore. I have to dispose of it, and I am so very ashamed that I can't just like. That's probably more true. Yeah, maybe it's both. Who knows? Maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm all for sex dolls. Like, I think it it gets a lot of like funny write ups. Like, anytime like a comedian on like a late night show or somebody needs like something funny, they're like sex dolls. What's happening with sex dolls right now? Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm 100 percent for it. Like, if if that's what makes you feel better and if you get off, but and you also like feel a little bit of companionship and you get to have sex fun times and like the rest of your life feels better for it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go get your sex dolls. Hooray. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I skimmed the article a bit more. Um, Jade Stanley used to be a tanning salon operator before starting this business. And I bet there's a lot more money in this business than in operating a tanning salon. So good for her. Also, uh, her business, Sex Doll Official, is the first company in the UK to offer sex doll rentals. So I'm just like, I'm so very proud of this woman, honestly. Yeah, yeah. She's the best. And then... Girl, um, help, help, help girls get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just to, just to wrap up, um, she has a quote talking about like, oh, uh, so they have custom... She does customizations. She says, customers who ask for customization are varied. Some are a bit creepy. I get some strange requests. I had one recently for a Michael Myers doll. That was a bit weird for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. But this begs the question. If you could get a doll in any person you wanted, Mm. what doll would you get? Okay. Um... So I think... I mean, I haven't, uh, it depends. Cause if it, if I get one modeled after a particular person and it looks like the wax figure version of that person, I don't think I'd like it as much, you know, I mean, cause it'd be a little yeah. like off kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, um, face wise, it would be off, but like mm-hmm. neck down, it's gonna be pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, Just who would I do? Literally. Um, do you know who you would do? 
Oh, I mean, I mean, the world is now the oyster, I suppose. Mm-hmm. There's just so many. Um, I mean, Captain America mm-hmm. <laughs> is definitely up there. Like, yeah, Thor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Jason oh, Momoa. Mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christine's like, no. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Hey, Christine, oh, yeah. who would you get a doll of? I was just kidding about Jason Momoa. Like, <laughs> I, I would absolutely accept that as a gift. My birthday is very soon. <laughs> but my first thought was <laughs> also in that genre. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, but also I would I would not throw a okay. uh, Captain America sex doll out of my abode either. So yeah, really probably anybody <laughs> in the window Marvel. while you're driving by the highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like anybody in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. come at me with your sex doll. <laughs> it, like literally anybody. Yeah, the Paul Rudd's in that too. Her batch is in that. Oh, I mean, they're God. probably all very popular. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. I've not seen any of those movies, but I'd sleep with most of those men. I do have a question about this Mike Myers doll, though. I mean, mm-hmm. couldn't you, like, Mike Myers is wearing a mask. Like, couldn't you just get yeah, any doll just and just put anyone? that mask on him? Is I mean, I'm just looking for the, the economics of it. Yeah, I yes. think so. Okay. Yeah, because well, Michael Myers, his mask it was the um, was the uh, Captain Kirk, right? Uh, yeah, Captain Kirk rubber mask that also mm-hmm. had Captain Kirk's hair, mm. and then just sort of like deformed a little bit. Yeah, and then he's wearing um, just like a jumpsuit. Like it seems like mm-hmm. you could like really be economical about it if that's what you're into. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm here okay. to help. <laughs> In their defense, if I'm going to spend a lot of money on something, I'm going to spend it on something that's exactly what I want instead of having to buy it and then alter it in some way. Although it does make me feel good for some reason. Like if your kink is having sex with a murderer, I like that kink way better than your kink being murdering somebody. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean... I just, I just enjoy that more. So it's like, yeah, fine. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's weird, but I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then would part of, would part of it, like after you're done, you stage crime scene photos of yourself? Ooh, yes. Ooh. <laughs> That's when I hire my uh, like, photographer. I... Who takes murder photos of me? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm gonna fuck this doll and then be a cold open on CSI. <laughs> what is your kink, no, Neil? What are you into? Uh, <laughs> fucking murder dolls and then staging CSI cold opens. So much better than bottom. Uh, <laughs> it gives me something to work with. Oh, okay. So that's um. That's a little thing that I found, and just I found it really. Human beings are fascinating, and um, I just thought I'd it'd be fun to share that with everyone. 
Okay, so um, Neil. Yes. Uh, I don't really think we have a fuck Mary kill for we this. We don't have week, a fuck Mary kill. You have a but. new game. Yes, I do have a new game. Before before we get to the game, though, I just have to say, listeners, a peek behind the curtain. We just sort of like took a break in recording, and Claire sent me the the Twitter thread that she discussed, and it didn't hit me until I read the list again that one of the euphemisms for penis is Adolf. <laughs> and I, I don't know how to unpack that. <laughs> I will have to say that all of those euphemisms for, for like, I guess we, we should really get into it, into it, but like a lot of the euphemisms, like one, we talked about how she's, you know, maybe not so up on vaginas and like, isn't like being nice to them, but these are also not nice names no. for a penis either. Um, although I do like baloney pony and that one's not like, huh? it's, it's gross but it's hilarious but a lot of these like kickstand heat seeking uh, moisture missile that uh one stick meat stick meat thermometer like none of these kong dong i'm all right with kong dong but like <laughs> none of these are like pleasant it doesn't so, make it seem nice kong dong, kong dong is unnecessary because dong by itself is a euphemism for penis <laughs> Why do you need another word? Anyway, also, is she is she actually using these in her books? Cause... No, I don't think so. I do I do think every once in a while one of these comes up, but no, I think this is to be honest and to be fair because I haven't read the book. This might be semi satirical. Okay. So like it's her having fun in the book. Like so, I'm not gonna again haven't read the book. This is all. I mean, it's it's somebody on Twitter taking a lot of what she's saying mostly out of context because we're not reading it along with the rest of the book. But I mean, and also like we read some of the things that couldn't possibly be out of context. Mm -hmm. They are their own context. Yeah. But I can't believe that she's 100% serious about, I mean, I've heard skin flute before, but single barreled pump action ball cock yogurt shotgun is not anything anyone has used in any sort of seriousness. You know what though? (laughs) If Chuck Tinkle uses it, I'd be all, all, all aboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but Chuck Tingle, like, would never use a spawn hammer. <laughs> oh. Also, Chuck Tingle doesn't talk about how women aren't attractive. No. So. No, he doesn't. Anyway, okay. We're done with that. So, our game. We don't, we don't have anything to fuck, Mary kill, but I thought we could play a game since we're all... Um, in quarantine, if anyone out there is like me, you're doing a lot of reading and a lot of drinking. So mm. I thought what we could do is Claire and I would present each other with romance tropes and we would come up with a booze pairing so that when Ooh. you are reading, hope you know exactly what you need to be drinking. Yes, 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 yes. Um, would you like me to start or would you like to start? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You go ahead. So my first trope, sexy kidnapping. Sexy kidnapping. Mm. All right. Well, I think what we need to pair with this is probably, okay. I think what we need to pair with this is actually a pina colada. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so something that's like 
uh, get you drunk, <laughs> but um, a lot of sweetness backs you into it. Um, it's a crazy drink. It's <laughs> di- like there's a lot that goes into it. Really, it's best ordered by somebody who knows how to make it well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like a horrific mishmash in your mouth. Um, I would also say like, um, because sexy kidnapping is not everybody's taste. And mm-hmm. honestly, not everybody likes a pina colada. It's so like, true. It's, it's, true. it's something that's like manufactured a little bit for, mm-hmm. um, for the tourist <laughs> <laughs> and, um, needs, needs a little bit of help. Has mm-hmm. to be very good if it's good at all. So I'm yeah. going with pina colada. Okay, okay. See, for me, when I think of kidnapping, I think of like being taken to a cabin in the woods. Mm. Um, so, and I recently discovered, and I forget the name of it. There's this brand of gin that literally tastes like you're eating a Christmas tree. Okay. Like it's so woodsy and I love it, but I know that not everyone does. So again, it's not everyone's taste, but like for me, just like that on ice with a little bit of lime or something to me feels like a kidnapping. Like it's a little rough, but like it smooths out at some point. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can see that. That's okay. Yes. Okay. Sure, yeah. Sure. Good. All right. I'm getting into this a little bit, getting into this. Yeah. Yeah, bit. yeah. 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 Um, but obviously your answer was also very good. No, no. Especially if it's a pirate kidnapping. Yes. And I mean, I would say as a sommelier of the trope experience, like I think <laughs> also this is our first time, like maybe if we go back and do this again, we'll have like a little bit more of an idea of what sure, we really sure. want. But this is good. This is See, good. I think there are no wrong answers good. here, Claire. No wrong answers. The point is to get off and get drunk. So like... As long as you're doing those things. Indubitably. <laughs> okay. All right. Hit me. Um, okay. I, I have one. Um, hot boss needs you to pretend to be his wife. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay. I'm Ooh. trying to narrow it down. I have two things in mind. I think I'm going to go with uh, Margarita. Oh, okay. Because it's definitely a, like, just after work happy hour drink. Like, you go with your work friends, you get the margaritas, you accidentally let slip that you find the boss attractive. And then it just goes from there. Um, And, like, for me, a margarita, like, a bad margarita is bad, but it'll still get the job done. (laughs) <laughs> just like if you have a sexy boss and like it doesn't quite work out you can just go get a new job oh. whereas All like right. when if it's, if it's good you know oh and the, the hangover is terrible just like <laughs> you fuck your boss the hangover is terrible so i'm gonna go with margarita um, that's what i'm feeling and it's a little like it's it's kind of a let your hair down drink but also like a basic bitch drink so Oh, see, and that's why I was going to go with Prosecco. Like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like it's not actually champagne. <laughs> so <laughs> you're in a fake relationship. So here's your fake champagne. Here's a California sparkling wine. It still feels fancy. Like, well, yeah. No, it still feels fancy. Um, 
it's a little bit bitter and a little bit sweet, mm-hmm. but the bubbles feel great, and mm-hmm. you feel like a fucking badass with your little, with your little, you know, high flute of prosecco. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and then like a prosecco but, mimosa. Mm. I mean, what else could you? I mean, for your for your particular your fake wedding with your real boss, you're gonna have prosecco. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I do feel it. like if it if it's a particularly good book, like if the trope is really working, mm-hmm. pop a little sugar cube in there too. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Or just like a chocolate covered strawberry. No, uh, yeah, on the side, on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. No, this is great. This is great. Okay, what's your next trope? Okay. Um, enemies to lovers trapped together in a snowstorm. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I'm gonna have to go with enemies to lovers trapped in a snowstorm. Okay, no, I feel really good about this. I'm gonna go with it. Um, I'm gonna go with the Negroni. <gasps> oh, do go on. Yeah, so there's a lot that goes into this. There's some Campari and a gin <laughs> and sweet vermouth. So it's this is alcohol. You are drinking alcohol. Straight alcohol. <laughs> And so, and it's strong too. Like mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot that's happening in your mouth. Um, mm-hmm. There's usually a little bit of a twist, like an orange peel or something. So there's some <laughs> sweetness, but it's also still bitter. Um, mm-hmm. Very strong drink, um, mm-hmm. but also like gets you warm, makes you feel mm-hmm. good, kind of like mm-hmm. so. You know, and it's it also it starts out big and then it just eases you into it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a sipping. So like. I feel like the, those evenings in the, the cabin, like it's cold outside, warm inside. It takes a little while to get to know each other. But then like, as you get through, you're like, yeah, I could do one more. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just feel good. Yep. So I'm going with a Negroni. Classic. I like it. I like it. And classy, mm-hmm. but also get you fucked up. Yup. Yep. Yep. See, I would go with a hot toddy. Oh, very good. Very good. For several reasons. One, I just fucking love hot toddies. Two, um, everyone makes them ever so slightly differently. So there's like some friction, some contention, but like you're still going to drink it. Like you're not going to turn down a hot toddy if somebody offers Mm -mm. it to you. You just know that it's not going to be what you're used to and you're just going to have to be on board with that. Um, And if you make them right, they can sneak up on you. So you're like, oh, no, it's mostly hot water. It's citrus. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Next thing you know, you're naked and fucking your enemy, who's now your lover. <laughs> also, yeah. like, I, again, like, the, like you said, the, the being cozy experience for me, like if it's raining outside, I'm on the couch under a blanket with a hot toddy reading about people in a cozy cabin. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. No, this sounds delightful. Delightful. Okay. okay. So, um, here's your trope. Mm-hmm. Um, she's your best friend from high school mm-hmm. and you had a crush on her then mm-hmm. she moved away and now she's back in town and single. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, um, Okay, I'm going to go with, like, like a boozy lemonade cocktail, or like a, a lemon drop. I'm going to go with a lemon drop. Ooh, okay. Because 
when you were in high school together, you would drink Mike's Hard Lemonade. But now that you're adults and you've like grown a bit, you got the lemon drop. And oh. the feelings that you've had all this time, like you forget how sour those drinks are when they're made well. And then you, fr- just like you forget how strongly you felt about her until she shows up again. It's just like a kick in the face, like mm-hmm. a good lemon drop. Oh, that's what nice. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. What about you? What do you think? I'm thinking a greyhound. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you've got your, um, like, I mean, there's nothing better than a really fresh um, grapefruit. Like, it's sour, but also it feels it's like summer in your mouth, and mm-hmm. it just it feels good. And then the, that with the vodka, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's such a summer drink and it feels like memories. It feels yeah. like a sort of a return to like lovely fun times. It's not a heavy drink, even, it, mm-hmm. even like, and if it's made right with like just the right amount of vodka too, it's just the, the grapefruit part is the overwhelming flavor. Mm-hmm. So you don't get like a lot of the vodka. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, and it just feels like fun times. It feels like sweetness. It feels good. There's a little bit of the pink to it. So it's, it's like, it also feels very like, like a woman and very girly without being an actually girly, girly drink, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not no more than the natural sugars or any sort of like additional mm-hmm. sweetener. And it's just okay. simple and honest, mm-hmm. but very good and like classic. Okay. Okay. Quick aside. I like have to be in the mood for like just straight grapefruit juice and I barely touch tequila, but a good Paloma. Oh, can't be beat. Can't be beat. I do like a Paloma. Okay. Um, should we each do one more? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I cheated. My next part is a, my next one is a three part. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. So the trope is paranormal romance, yep. but okay. very specifically yeah. ghosts, vampires and werewolves and they each get a drink oh okay wait they all of them get a drink they each get a drink okay um so i have to think of three drinks yes i cheated okay you did you did. You know cheat. this about me yes i do okay so okay for the ghost uh-huh. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with a gimlet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like, I feel like, because a a gimlet's kind of light. Again, it has a lot of booze in it, but Mm -hmm. a gimlet can be like a super light flavor. There's like the, um, like there's lime, but there can also sometimes be, um, uh, cucumber. Mm -hmm. So if you do like, and then it's like, it's not like cucumber, like it's a, it's sort of an additional light flavor on top of mm-hmm. it. And I've always felt like those are, um, oh, I don't know. It feels ghostly in some ethereal. ways. It's like ethereal sort yeah. of thing. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll say a gimlet for the ghost. Okay. And uh, for the vampire, I am not going to do a Bloody Mary. Okay. Which I feel like is something that would be automatic, but I'm going to do a French 75 instead. Okay, go on. Because I think sometimes, like, vampires are, they're, like, we think they've lived forever, so they've figured out money, so they have a lot of money. And for me, mm-hmm. a French 75, even though I know they can be made exceedingly cheaply, always feels like an expensive drink. Like, it does. 
like because there's the champagne involved and real champagne we're not doing prosecco for this vampire (laughs) 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 and Mm -hmm. it's always it's served in the champagne flute so it feels very classy and very sexy French 75. Like, I don't know what all the other numbers were supposed to be. Like, I don't know where the 75 comes from. I don't know. Like, what's a French 42 taste like? Who knows? But it also feels like something that is old fashioned in some ways. Like this is a, this is like a cocktail that's come up through the ages. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel like maybe a darker cocktail would also be appropriate. Like, I don't know, like an espresso martini or something, something Mm -hmm. dark and deep, but also like, I still like the idea of like just, wealth and mm-hmm. French 75 almost feels like it has gold flakes in it even though it doesn't mm-hmm. for the werewolf this is gonna be weird I but love it I'm on board I'm going with a white Russian okay now okay I can see it, it now in part and I'm gonna say this because it's a transforming drink like, if you get it at a good bar, when it shows up to you, they haven't mixed it in yet because it looks cool with, like, the dark liquid on the bottom and then, like, the milky cream stuff, like, filtering down in. It's sweet, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. strong. It's, like, it's a pound-you-in-the-face sort of drink, but you're not going to know it till the third one. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, there's something, like, it's, again, there's something about it. It's, like, the transformative nature of the drink. Mm-hmm. No, I'm doing that. I'm going with okay. a white Russian. Okay. It also, to me, is like um, evokes the the tundra, which is mm. where wolves are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a I like cold, it. warm sense to it. Like it's a cold mm-hmm. drink, but it also mm-hmm. makes you feel warm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with you on the gimlet for the ghost because it's ethereal. Also, for me, for whatever reason, when I hear Gimlet, I just think of, like, the 20s. Mm-hmm. So, to me, the Gimlet is, a, is, is an old-fashioned drink. Yeah, so no, it, I agree. It speaks to the history that the ghost has. Uh, for Vampire, I'm going to be cliche and just say a full-bodied red wine. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes like a lot it, of sense to me. It's definitely on the nose, but also just, like, imagine, imagine... You're sitting on your couch. It's dark. It's nighttime, obviously. It's dark. You have a obviously. few candles lit. And you're reading about, like, vampires walking through, like, the French Quarter in New Orleans or, like, through the catacombs in Paris. And you just have your full body, like, really earthy red wine that has, like, sediment in it. Oh, I think it'd be just be great. No, I think you're correct. I think, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to take mine back because I still agree with myself. Sure, sure, sure. No, I also see where you're coming from. Yeah, I could, it's like French 75 for when the vampires are interacting with human beings and a full body red wine when they're interacting with other vampires in their underground lair. Mm-hmm. It's like the different sides of the vampire. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. And then for werewolves, I'm going to do an old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. With like a really, like a really, really heavy whiskey. Um, I know you love old fashions. I have to like mm, fortify. I, do. I have to fortify myself to drink an old fashioned because it's just like nothing but booze. Um, but it's it's it, it, it's you know it's got kind of a it has an earthy quality to it that just makes me think of werewolves. <laughs> so. I think like. 
One of my favorite things about fashion to like ordering an old fest when I come to a new bar or like we're going to end up going to a lot because then I see like exactly how good, like how good their other drinks are possibly going to be because mm-hmm. uh, if they make a bad old fashioned, I do not trust that bar to make mm-hmm. anything else than shots. It also is a good uh measure of the bar because you like looking at you you don't look like someone that would order an old-fashioned so for you to go up to the bar and order an old-fashioned of the bartender's like oh really then you're done you're checked out you're done but if they're like oh cool yeah good for you then great yeah yeah no exactly and also, like, um, especially at a more pricey bar, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, a San Francisco expensive bar, and it's going to be $15 for a drink, you can sip on an old-fashioned all night and get just as wasted as somebody else who's <laughs> buying five beers. Yeah, or like me getting the, the fruity cocktails. Or the gimlets. I do love a good gimlet. Oh, a gimlet is so good. Oh, um, okay, okay, I think one more. Yes, yes. One more, you think? Okay. Yes. Um... Yes. Um, This is also one of my favorite tropes. You live out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And a, and possibly it's old timey. It's probably old timey. It's like old timey (laughs) something. Old timey, live out in the middle of nowhere, and a wounded soldier shows up at your door, and you Mm -hmm. must care for them. And over taking care of them, you two fall in love. Okay. Um,. I'm thinking just like gin on the rocks. Really? Just straight yeah. gin on the rocks for that one? Yeah, something. Um, my first thought was moonshine. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> um, it's old-timey times. Because it's old-timey times. Also, you need it to clean the wounds. Yes. So for me, it's like you, you need a, like a, just like a plain alcohol to get drunk on, but then also to help sanitize everything. I'm not a fan of vodka. I can't drink vodka by itself. Um, so I'd say uh, gin on the rocks or a rye on the rocks. Ooh, a rye on the rocks. That makes a lot of sense depending to me. On, I think depending on where you happen to be. Like if you're in the moors of England, then definitely <laughs> gin. But if you're like in the mountains of Montana, then a rye. Yeah. Mountains in Montana, right? I just put those words together. There are definitely mountains in Man- Montana. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What about you, Claire? What do you think for your wounded uh, soldier? Uh, oh man. Um, oh, now that I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to go with an Irish coffee. Oh, yep, yep. yep. So, like, uh, wake you up, like, feel feel strong, like. But it's it's very much it's it's almost it's like um, it's a fix you up type of drink, make you feel mm-hmm. better. But also like again, like uh, when I think of an Irish coffee, though, I mostly think of like <laughs> I mostly just think like oh, you want you want booze and you want to be awake. This is simple. <laughs> like, <here. laughs> and like there is like it's it's such a classic romance trope, like somebody's wounded and you must care for them maybe they're from the other side like at the Mm -hmm. war and or like maybe like and it's your good-heartedness that's going to get them together i don't know like there's something about that that just seems like it just 
it gets me going the way a coffee does, but also mm-hmm. like the, the booze hall, like mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. like, and like taking care of someone. There's a lot of long nights. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like staying awake to heal them. And then there's also mm-hmm. a lot of work involved. I don't know. Irish coffee. It's like, yeah. You and you gotta, gotta get have like done and you gotta get drunk. You gotta have the fortitude of a strong cup of coffee just to like get through it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. That was fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Now I I'd say like oh I'll just like pair every time I read romance novels but I read these on the bus a lot and I should not be drinking on the bus. No, but I think we can't talk about it though. We can't say okay. So sommelier Neil, if you were to <gasps> if you were to make a perfect drink to go with this book, like mm-hmm. like that or that feels like this book, what mm-hmm. would it be? Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe we should do that for like the Patreon. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Anyway, this was great. Um, Thank you, Claire. No, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Uh, Thank you, alcohol. Thank you, alcohol. Thank you, romance novels. Thank you, romance novels. Thank you, frontline healthcare workers. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you, frontline healthcare Um, workers. Thank you. I mean, thank you, everyone who's still, like... DoorDash delivery people, Lyft drivers, like everyone who's going out in the world so that we can continue to live in our cocoons. Yeah, thank you, delivery people who brought this microphone to my house so that I could record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I miss uh, I miss you both terribly. I miss you too. And to all of our listeners whom I know in real life, I miss you as well. I want to see your faces in real life, in not real just on life. the Zooms. But we want everybody to stay safe, be careful, mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Um, yeah. We'll get through this together. Great. And there's just one thing left to do, but with a caveat. Mm-hmm. If you are sheltering with someone that you have this kind of relationship with, remember to <laughs> keep, keep-